0: Welcome to the Why on Earth Communities Stewardship and Sustainability Podcast Series. Today we have a really special episode for you as we are at the Three Sisters Sovereignty Project with Fallon Jacobs. Hi Fallon.
1: Tycho.
0: Gaweni Osta Jock. Tycho. And Tiffany Cook. Tycho. And uh, what's happening here in central New York is an absolutely spectacular and a very important story. Uh, not only for indigenous sovereignty, not only for what women leaders in community are doing, uh, but truly for our whole country and for our whole society. And I'm so excited to dive into our conversation. And uh, before we get started, let me just tell you a little bit about our guests. So Tiffany Cook, immediately to my right, is a grandmother and mother of three. She runs a successful juicing and nutritional support initiative which brings healing through food to the tribe. Tiffany also has a farm and indoor facility where she grows all of her own microgreens for her business, helping people get off of their diabetes pills, heal, and detox from the poisonous environment surrounding them. Fallon Jacobs at the other end is a mother of four children who has worked closely with the community of the Akwesasne on economic development, labor market information studies, and small business support. As a fierce defender of sovereignty and human rights, Fallen spent 12 years in successful court battle against the Canadian Border Service Agency, precipitated by an egregious harassment at the border where she was subjected to unprotected uranium exposure resulting in the loss of her baby. The agency was found guilty of six discrimination counts by the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal, the Federal Courts, and the Federal Appeal Courts of Canada. Fallon now works with Indigenous youth and families to rekindle, restore, and enhance their sense of cultural identity with land-based teachings and community connections across the province of Ontario. Gaweniosta Jock spends most of her time as a homemaker caring for her five children. She's in the middle, if you haven't figured that out, uh, <laughs> we're, we're pointing this out a little bit for video. She has helped develop traditional support, cultural teachings, and preservation within the tribe. She is currently enrolled at the Native Education and Training College in a one-year program to be healing and wellness counselor. Gaweniosta has always been compassionate about her people and community and wishes to continue working with women, men, and youth who suffer from domestic violence, sexual assault, as well as help others to regain their cultural identity. Gaweniosta is also a self-taught seamstress and has a small business making traditional dresses as well as designing her own clothing line. Now, some of you may have heard of the Mohawk people, and we'll be talking about... Uh, what this whole movement of returning to the ancestral homelands is all about and and if I could maybe Fallon uh ask you to kind of kick us off in uh talking about what what's happening here and and, and why are we we here at this particular place
1: um, This is our ancestral uh soils, our territories. And um, way back when, prior to colonization, this is where we had originally um, lived on the lands here. Um, And you know, colonization happened, and reservations happened, and small boxes were placed in areas where we had to live on. Um, So we've had this beautiful opportunity to um, partner with the Waterfall Unity alliance um to come and return back to our ancestral soils to build our community back up um i think that our youth need this and um, it's just really important to us so we've actually established the three sisters sovereignty project um these have anything to add to that um
2: No, I think um, once we get into this, you're going to, we're going to be talking about it also.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: no, you're good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I'm wondering, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about your name and what it means and how that relates to the work that you're doing uh, for the community more broadly and also here for this project?
3: Oh,
2: well Gomaniasta means um I carry a message or I make good words. Um I guess uh now that I'm an i I'm a, an adult, um <clears throat> I'm living up to my name and um I have many messages. <laughs> um but as far as the work, um I've been on my healing journey since I was 30, so for the past six years. And uh, now I'm just to the point where I'm ready to give back and help other people um, start the process and figure out, put the pieces back together to their own puzzles and uh, just their healing journeys. And
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Tiffany, you with healing have been doing a lot with Mm -hmm. the plants in particular. And uh, you've been making very delicious and very healthful Mm -hmm. juices for people. And I got to try this myself the other day. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, And thank you for that.
3: You're welcome.
0: Um, And I'm wondering if if you've shared with me a bit over the last few weeks about some of the conditions at the reservation. Mm And maybe you could describe a little bit what's been going on there with the people in terms of some of the uh, industrial pollution and everything and and how you've been helping with the work you do with the plants. Mm
4: -hmm. Well, the green drink was designed to help with uh, detoxing the body, especially with the heavy metals. And um, um, it also is uh, helping people to get off a lot of their medications that they're on. And um, I think that with the environment, a daily detox is needed in order to even have any kind of, uh, you know, um, healthy life. Mm -hmm. So, um, especially on the reservation, I feel like we need it every day.
0: Yeah, and it's my understanding on the reservation that there's essentially a Superfund site resulting from industrial pollution, right? From a couple of different yes. factories? Yeah. Can you... Like, well, I forget what the companies are that were there. Not, not that this is necessarily about calling out any particular companies, because this is something that's been going on all around the country and all around the world, but just so people have a bit of context um, around the specifics at the reservation, I think that would be helpful.
4: Well, um, one of them was uh, GM and one was Alcoa.
0: GM and Alcoa. Different
4: plants, yeah.
0: Right. And they were making all manner of industrial mm-hmm. products, materials with incredibly toxic byproducts, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, were...
4: it's actually still there in mm-hmm. the ground. Yeah. And they've covered it up thinking that it's safe just by topping it off with topsoil. Right. So it's it is... also
2: in the and the the waters yeah. close by that come down into our water. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and um just this past spring they yeah. started the dredging so they were bringing everything back up and it, then
1: it was airborne again and
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so there's like our our uh, waters are contaminated with pcb so there's an advisory that we can't eat any of the fish um mm. from the waters because of the uh, levels of mercury and stuff like that and, you know that's why Tiffany has the green drink to get those heavy metals out of the bodies because then the mercury and the PCBs start um, reacting with other substances that are in the body and it's really not good, right? It starts breaking your system down. But um, Tiffany had mentioned Alcoa and, what would you say? GM. GM, and then there's also Reynolds and then there's Domtar. So mm-hmm. we had a tremendous amount of... Um, toxic sites around us, but that's just really how it was planned out. I guess not by us, obviously, mm-hmm. but that's really how they put sites onto lands, as they do it around reservation areas where there's mm-hmm. the indigenous peoples, you know, like not only do they put us, put the reservations on like the crappiest soil areas, but they also put them on the boundaries in case there's any type of invasions that should happen from another country they would have to go through the indigenous peoples first so we're always the ones that are defending everything Mm. and so our land that we have on the reservation in Akwizasna is not the best soil Um, like Tiffany had said like a lot of the um, toxins are still trapped in the soil because they didn't they didn't extract and pull the soil out and ship it all and have it cleaned and refresh the soil there. They've actually just put it into containers. It's in the ground and then they just put a layer, one layer of gravel and topsoil. And so, mm-hmm. what happens when we have summer heat is the condensation. It's all airborne, right? Like the moisture. If it rains, it comes up through the soil. Um, and these these top, these sites are like terrible i remember being a little girl and seeing all these big smokestacks right Mm -hmm. and just billowing into the air and even if we like wanted to go to like the closest little city which would have been the city of cornwall um you would even it would would smell terrible Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. dompar and that was a paper Mm -hmm. mill but it was just gross because they were just you know i don't know if there was any regulations or what but they all had their their um, pipes right into the water and so it's just like draining and it's international water so who's gonna regulate it right like is it gonna be American, Canadian, New York, Ontario, Quebec like who? nobody so they just get away with dumping everything in there and so it's always up to the people in the community to um, be strong and say like we've had enough like we we, you know you can't be doing this like the cancer rates are through the roof and diabetes, um, and... A a lot of
2: birth defects, Mm -hmm. too, now with the Mm -hmm. young mothers having Mm -hmm. babies. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of... um, There's a lot of uh, difficulties, like just... Just being able to give birth to their babies, and...
4: um, That's something else that we've noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just make one point, too? Mm The other point is, is that um, that's the reason why I started growing inside Mm -hmm. and that was part of the whole, you know, concept of the green drink was to grow as much as I could inside so that, you know, like it could really help with the environment Mm -hmm. problem Mm -hmm. so that it would help to detox our people just by growing herbs and greens and microgreens. So, yeah, that's a, that's the biggest reason why I started Growing inside, mm.
0: and I love uh, your name, Kaji Hawai. Kaji which means
4: carrying the flowers.
0: Yeah, and you're from. The, the, maybe you could tell us a little about the clan system and your clan and how that relates to the healing work you're doing.
4: Um, well, the bear clan is um, is the medicine, mm-hmm. so um, it's definitely. Uh, um, something that's really important. So um yeah. Uh I feel like uh not only do that but I try to help in other ways of healing, like just uh especially a lot with children.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um I'm I have a really close bond to a lot of children in the community yeah. and I believe that's why. It's because of the, because of my clan. Mm. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I think it's just her energy, because all kids love her. Just huh. kids that just meet her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And Gaweniosta, you're from a different clan, right? And yes. Can you share a bit about that?
2: Uh, well, I'm Wolf Clan. And um, there's, so with the Mohawk people, there's three clans. Um, there's Bear, Wolf, and Turtle. And uh, both of my sisters are Bear, and I'm, I'm Wolf. Um so all uh, my kids are wolf and that's how we carry on our, our clans is through our mothers, so um
0: And what is the significance of wolf clan? What's that special identity that you're carrying?
2: Uh well they always say that uh, we're very political. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're always uh <laughs> arguing and
4: <laughs> I was gonna say that but uh, standing yeah, down, you can, you can, up and putting tell yeah. foot down you can even tell in babies when they're wolf clan when they're born really? yeah yeah Yeah, because yeah, my granddaughter's a wolf uh
3: huh yeah
4: and she's more
3: vocal she's
4: a lot like goey uh huh yeah yeah we don't take
2: shit
3: from nobody
0: alright <laughs> I've noticed that <laughs> yeah yeah it's really beautiful and, so you've got at the reservation that uh, the Mohawk people were uh, didn't decide to move there necessarily, right? This was yeah. all part of a history that's played out over centuries with the incursion of the Europeans mm-hmm. going back many centuries. Mm-hmm. And now where we're situated, as we're recording this, it's at this beautiful waterfall house in central New York, right near Fultonham, near Skohari in the uh, Skohari Valley, south of the Mohawk Valley. Mm -hmm. And these lands here are in pretty good shape in terms of not having a whole lot of industrial pollution. And so it's amazing that you're in the process of coming back here to the homelands and to grow the food and grow the medicine here. Mm-hmm. as part of the Three Sisters Sovereignty Project. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, Fallon, maybe I'll ask you, in terms of the, the history, the backstory, and what's happening now and how that relates to prophecy, What what's the significance of the three of you being here right now?
1: Um, well, first of all, my name is <laughs> You didn't talk about my name yet.
0: I didn't get there yet. Okay, yeah. anyhow,
1: um, <laughs> the significance of us being here with Prophecy, um, I think that while we had been discussing a lot of things for quite some time and how do we get to a place where we're able to attain something like this, like it always seemed like there was just something bigger that we were supposed to be doing and mm-hmm. we were trying to just go throughout life Um, doing what we needed to do you know that like I don't even want to say it's Western but kind of Western of just getting the bills paid stuff like that but there was always something that was bigger and there was something more and it was on a larger level and we weren't really able to identify exactly what that was because we had so many several little projects and then how do we attain all of these projects and then how were we supposed to attain all of those projects when we were in such a tight boundary line by a reservation, because really we wanted it to be more like uh, uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Salt, he always, um, shout out to Salt, mm-hmm. anyways he had always considered reservation to be preservation, like we're supposed to be looking at it as a preservation to preserve what we have and take it from there to the next level, right? So now we're in skahari valley at the waterfall house and um there's just a beautiful environment here because of the trees like and the medicines the natural medicines the natural root systems that are here in the ground because the the soil is so healthy here right and we even had went down to the waterfall and we drank right out of the water it was really clean and sweet and Like we can't drink the water at home. Like we can't just go down to the river and grab a cup and drink it. Well, we could, but do you really want mercury in your body? But here you're able to just scoop the water and drink it if you want. So I think that when we have a cleaner environment and we're eating cleaner, the air is cleaner, our thoughts become cleaner. Um, and we're able to move forward with all of our projects, and that's really um, everything that's natural because we're not industrial people we we see another way of moving forward where it's a little bit it's sustainable on on the ground level because we are natural people we recognize that we are nature we're a part of nature we're not we're not above nature.
0: Mm-hmm. And Mm Deohundate, I was going to ask you about this, so Mm -hmm. my apologies, I didn't get to it as quickly, but uh, I love what your name means also, Mm -hmm. and I think it really relates to what healthy landscapes have, right? Yeah,
1: and so. Will you
0: tell us what it means? Well,
1: throughout my life, Deohundate means bright green grass, and so um, I found out kind of learning, right, what my name meant by living because my name's pretty old. Um, It was passed down to me by my great-great-grandmother's best friend, Um, so that's pretty old. Um, But what I'm finding out in my lifetime with my name is that uh, it's hard to accept when something's gloomy or dim because my name has bright in it, Mm -hmm. and so I'm always Mm -hmm. doing what I can to brighten the situation or shine some light on it and um, create that foliage like that bright you know that bright environment like and I think that's how I've become so positive and optimistic is because it's part of my name I think so
0: it's so beautiful I, I love we were all down at the waterfall mm-hmm. earlier this afternoon and we had quite an adventure. Um, the, we, we actually walked through the river to get to another spot by the waterfall and it was cold water and we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I noticed along the way there were a bunch of beautiful patches of very bright green mosses and other mm-hmm. green growing things. And it just brought me right back to my childhood and to the incredible hopefulness and, and nourishment it, mm-hmm. that I experience anyway when I see these very bright green growing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm wondering, you know, how much that by itself is medicine for people.
2: It, it feeds our spirits.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: just being in the, in that environment and it just feels like home and it just feels like that's just where we belong. And, you know, like what Fallon's saying, how we've had to become, like, a, accustomed to the Western society and, like, have jobs and whatnot. But, and we never feel... Like we are in our natural element until, mm-hmm. we're, until we're back, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, all right, we're home now, and we can just enjoy our lives and our surroundings, and it really um, feeds our spirits, you know?
0: Absolutely, and I want to just share that we were while we were down at the waterfall, we had uh, the opportunity to take some really beautiful photos and some videos, and, and those should be on the website, three org. For you to check out, and I don't know. I'm sure we'll talk it over in terms of whether we put some of the funny outtake videos on there too. But there, <laughs> we had a lot of fun down there, right? Yeah. And just so much laughter and joy. Yeah. I could just tell that that being there was um, uh, so uplifting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: A little bit of goofing around too, right? Mm-hmm.
1: That's good medicine. Yeah. Laughter is good medicine too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get us through anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm wondering also, I I think, you know, some of our audience is probably familiar with Three Sisters and what that is referring to. And Tiffany, I know you're uh, getting ready for the first round of gardens and growing here. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe you could tell us a bit about what what Three Sisters means in the garden.
4: Um, It means corn, beans and squash
0: mm-hmm.
4: and um, I'm hoping to get uh, all heirloom seeds and we're going to start stocking them
0: mm. beautiful mm-hmm. so even in addition to the food that's being grown here it becomes mm-hmm. a repository of some really robust heirloom seeds yeah. as well mm-hmm. which probably becomes a, a beautiful resource for the broader community as well
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's wonderful and I know some of our permaculture friends are familiar with the idea of guilds and planting certain plants together where they really thrive and flourish together, and
3: mm-hmm.
0: the, the beans are nitrogen fixing, and
4: yeah.
0: maybe you could tell a little bit about how they all work together. Why is it such a good uh, set of three to grow together?
4: Because um, the corn grows the tallest, and then the... um. Uh, beans and squash they grow to the ground so the corn acts as a shade for them at the hottest points cuz they like it cooler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they all go really happy yeah. together.
2: And then the beans just like to uh
4: spiral around the spiral corn. Spiral around
2: the corn. Yeah. And then like even uh we have a um a food song that we do um in ceremony called gyeonghekwa and uh, we do that um And our 13 ceremonies throughout the year and even when we do the dance um, the men are the men get up and they start in a line going around then the women get in between and at one certain point um the women act as if they're the the beans Mm. the men are the corn right and then so we weave in and out like as if we're going around the corn you know Mm. so
3: beautiful
2: yeah I think that's old though. You know, I really think that that's old because I feel like it just were only in the last couple of years that it's coming back because um some people don't some people don't do it like that and I think they just, you know, things have been forgotten mm-hmm. or not taught. They mm-hmm. grow
4: everything separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When mm-hmm. it should
4: all be grown together. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things I'm I'm really struck by with your vision for the Three Sister Sovereignty Project right here is building a longhouse Mm -hmm. for education and for Mm -hmm. the continuation and preservation of the cultural knowledge. And I also know for you that the preservation of the language itself is essential.
2: Absolutely. And
0: uh, yeah, maybe you could describe for us what's going to be built here next year, and what will this look like for people?
2: Well, we hope to start the uh, longhouse come spring. Excuse me. Um and uh the longhouse is the first thing on our list of mm-hmm. to-do. Um and then we want to get the cannery up or the cookhouse. Uh the cookhouse is where we uh all the women go to cook, you know, for ceremonies or for any type of gatherings. Um It's almost like a that's where everyone gathers, you know, to share food, to share, like, sus- substance and whatnot, and uh, um, nourishment. Um, and then we want to get the, the language school up, um, because that's what connects us to to both worlds, you know, this world and, and the sky world. Um, that's our connection to the earth. That's our connection to the plants. To, uh, to the animals to um, just the other the other world there mm-hmm. um, and our names are uh, also that's how we connect um, we always introduce ourselves and where we come from to the plant so that they know like you know who we are and um, especially when we need them to Need their help, you know, for different sicknesses and whatnot. So the language, though, um, is really, really important because uh, there's been a huge uh, growth in the number of fluent speakers now in the younger generations, mm. and there's a lot of uh, there's there's been a lot of um, programs that were developed specifically for language where even adults can go take a two-year program where it's strictly Mohawk and they they come out and they're able to be teachers Mohawk uh, language teachers um, and then uh, back home we have the Akwesasne Freedom School um, which is a Mohawk immersion school um, I I went to that school, uh, my, my kids go to that school, um, my uh, 10-year-old daughter is, uh, is a fluent speaker, um, it's just really important, you know, it's part of our identity and mm-hmm. that's what keeps us strong and our mind strong and
1: gets us through a lot of things.
0: Mm-hmm absolutely beautiful
1: yeah our language is really colorful too Uh like it's very vibrant you know like uh english language is just very like kind of streamlined Mm -hmm. um and it's not in order to describe something in the english language we'd have to say like yellow orange blue or whatever but in our language it's so much more vibrant that it encompasses that feeling and what you're Mm -hmm. seeing so something might mean like it's the color of the sunset on a summer day. So then you're like, wow, yeah. right? Because you think of the sunset on a summer day and you're like, they're gorgeous. Uh, you know, so that's really um, what the language is like.
2: Hmm. So it's very beautiful. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not really like what, like um, at the chair, you know, squala, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the chair, it, it actually talks about, um, i believe the legs like of what's holding you up underneath hmm. you know that what's keeping you up above above the floor um so yeah the the language is really uh i don't know like you could say one word and then when you translate it to english it's like a whole sentence mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah it's so rich
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's it's uh, i'm really i'm really excited about what is happening with the language and the opportunity for mm-hmm. there to be more education resources mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. around the language. And yeah. and for that to go along with the experiences of walking through the forest and to the gardens and down to the waterfall, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really kind of holistic approach,
3: mm-hmm. an
0: immersion approach, that I think will be really powerful for people. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me uh, just share with the audience that you can go to 3sistersproject.org uh, to check out some of the videos and photos and more information about the vision for the project here and also right now it's so important that we support the project at whatever level works for us and you can go to the website to figure out the link to gofundme.com/f/3sisterssov and we'll include this link in the show notes as well. And right now, uh, the, the initial budget is a little over $100,000 uh, to get things going with the longhouse yeah. and the gardens and uh, to really get this powerful, beautiful project underway in central New York. And re- regardless of where you're located, uh, uh, my hope is that you'll, you'll engage and you'll support and help make this a reality. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, one of the things I, I want to make sure to share for our audience to help connect a dot that I gather most people may not really know about, when Ben Franklin was f- helping to frame up the Constitution for the United States, mm-hmm. a lot of the core key ideas that he brought to the convention actually came from the Mohawk people, and from the Iroquois Confederation, yeah. mm-hmm. the right? Huh, right? And mm-hmm. so, maybe you could tell us a little about this. But I, I think this is such an important link to the the culture and the society we're sharing more broadly here in the United States, and you know wherever we're finding uh, democracy around the world at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the core, the core elements of the Guyana Law, the Great Pieces or the Great Laws, righteousness, peace, love. Please. Well, they say power too, but it's yeah. not. Power is not like you wouldn't say power like. A, like you I, have a higher authority. Yeah, we don't not like, like to use the power anymore because we see how people. Have you interpreted power <laughs> mm-hmm. in yeah. another system? But yeah. so in our ways power is like it's that responsibility.
3: Yeah.
1: It's a responsibility, it's your um like your inherent um it's your responsibility to who so
2: are not here yet. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we were taught as babies we always have to look out for the next seven generations. Like that's something that they teach us all throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Everything's based off of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's all about peace. It's all, everything is about peace, like maintaining a peace or, you know, and uh, using your voice, you know, and, and how we come to make decisions is through consensus. Mm. It's not, uh, we don't like vote in with uh um, ballots and say whatever it's just, it's, a, it's a lot of dialogue and conversations that have to happen to come to a consensus and if the people don't agree on something on that night then the issue is put under the pillow for the night and then you come back to it the next day however long it's going to take to for your community to come to a consensus to be able to make a decision to move forward
3: mm-hmm.
1: and so um so that's part of peace right because everyone's voices are heard and then your peace is always just something that you've always done and I mean if you're having a hard day or a, not a hard day but if you're going to disrupt the peace then maybe you should go be alone in the woods somewhere or mm-hmm. go fasting or go take care of yourself, your self care, whatever that looks like so that um, you can keep that you know, that peace within you so that the peace you have peace around you, you know. So, that that's not like, uh, you just keep the peace.
0: Yeah. It's so important, right? Even when we're preparing food for ourselves, for our mm-hmm. family, if we're in a bad space to take some time to mm-hmm. adjust that, right? Yeah. It's such an important practice.
2: Even when I sell something, yeah. you know, because my energy
1: goes into the whatever I'm making and intentions yeah good intentions keep your intentions well right because otherwise i mean you put something not so well all it's going to come right back so just do your work your inner work with issues if you have issues take care of them heal them yeah and move forward so that you're just peaceful peaceful and joyous
0: yes yeah that sounds fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) mm-hmm Well, Goeni you I saw you sewing earlier today some amazing, amazing skirts and some of the pictures uh, taken at the waterfall. Obviously, you guys were wearing these absolutely beautiful garments and yeah. um, you were doing stitch patterns I didn't even know existed. Um, it's incredible what you're creating and what you're sharing and I, I know if folks support the project at a certain level, mm-hmm. um, they'll be able to get a skirt themselves. And yeah. uh anyway, tell us a bit about what what's that for you when you're making these these beautiful skirts and garments what What's that process like
2: uh well i i um it's actually a very long process because some i don't know if people expect uh to just say, "Okay, I want a dress and somebody just hurries up and does a dress real quick um I can't do it. Like I, I I take a lot of time and I really look at the fabric like does this is this going to suit this person? You know, is this going to lo- really look nice on this person? Um do these colors, you know, match the person well? Um And I'm not going to make something where I know they're not going to be happy with it or not even want to wear it, you know? Mm. So, um I'm very detail-oriented, and so that's kind of my shortcoming a little bit because that does slow the process down. (laughs) Mm. Um, Just because sometimes I think about it too much. Like, is she really going to like this? You know, Um, or even them. um, Because I don't only make skirts. I make all kinds of uh, clothing, traditional clothing for men, for kids. Every day where I've done... um, Clothing lines for um, couture, uh, high fashion, um, ready to wear. That's really my passion is the ready to wear and Mm. the high fashion stuff. Um, But as far as the skirts, um, I really enjoy making them. You know, Um, excuse me. I go to. a lot of the quilt shops and I really, I get the, uh, the good material and mm-hmm. it's really got to speak to me or like pop out at me and, yeah. yeah.
0: The ones I've seen are, are exquisite and, and the color combinations are, they're extraordinary. I mean, it's like you're painting with a painter's palette.
2: Yeah. I've always been, um, I've always been an artist, um, since I was a girl, um, high school. I've always been, uh, into art and different things, um, and I just think it was because of the school, the Freedom School. I remember, um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Gajit Juni Fox. Mm. Um, that's who I remember coming into the school when I was a little girl, and she always would teach us different types of, uh projects using different media and like clay and like painting and you know we got to do all kinds of stuff and so um they taught us how to sew and um and that's what my daughter's learning my oldest daughter um they're teaching them to quilt and cook and um Life skills, life skills, yeah, yeah.
0: so important. Mhm. So beautiful. Because
2: now, because of that, I'm able to support my family. Mhm.
0: You
2: know. Um,
0: yeah. So that's keep this in mind when you're thinking about uh, supporting the project, and you're thinking about what level you want to get involved at. And uh, you know, I want to take a minute to also give a big shout out to Bethany Yarrow. And uh, we we right now we are we are at the waterfall house, which is a an early nineteenth century uh, roadside inn and and it's just an incredible gathering mm-hmm. space yeah. and Bethany has graciously and so generously made this available uh, to you and many from the Mohawk community for the three mm-hmm. sister sovereignty project yeah and to get things going and also to do ceremony here yeah. back mm-hmm. on the ancestral lands right and yeah just yesterday uh when you know uh we're recording on a real day at a real time and this does not air live and so mm-hmm. just yesterday uh from the recording here um was a, a beautiful ceremony right here on this land yeah. and yeah. Uh, just perched above the The waterfall and uh, I I know that there's a lot that occurs in ceremony we we don't talk about and and record but maybe you could just share a a little bit about uh, uh, what was that yesterday and and why was that important to be able to do right here on this land?
2: Uh, Well we did um, the moon ceremony and uh, it was just a way to bring the women back here and connect spiritually with um, with the waterfall, um, the moon um, because the moon is really important for for women um, and that's our connection you know through our moon time, through child childbirth um, through our plants growing all kinds of things that you know we really need the moon the, the moon plays a really huge. Role in our everyday lives, and it's really important that we acknowledge her and thank her, you know, every month when she's at
1: her most powerfulness, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, that was actually, I don't know if that was the hunter's moon <coughs> or what moon? beaver, beaver moon, or hunter's beaver. moon. So, usually, we try to come together on a full moon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and do our women's ceremony or women's lodge then um to uh connect, manifest. Mhm. Yeah. Open the portal.
0: Beautiful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's thirteen moons in the year. Right. Thirteen um pieces of a turtle shell for turtle island. Huh. And um
2: That's really what we follow is the 13 moons. We don't really follow the 12 month calendar.
3: Right. You
2: know, our our, uh, ceremonies are based off of the 13 moons, Mm -hmm.
1: that moon cycle. And even for like our viewers, I mean if you think about when you're like tapping into the full moon or you want to keep track of the full moon on your calendars, it's always good to know when the full moons are because the the strength of the moon is very uh, magnetic and some people don't know that sometimes what they're feeling is just the full moon and how to let things go on the full moon because our bodies are like a large percentage of water content Mm. and the full moon has the power to create tsunamis off of the oceans. Mm. You know, the full moon is what creates the tides. So our bodies are water. So it's important that you take that time on the full moon to do what you got to do, um, mm. because it is pretty tight. It's intense out there around the full moon. Mm. If you don't know what a full moon is, mm. you know,
0: so. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that all around the world, the number 13 has tremendous significance mm-hmm. around the, the female aspect of the divine, the goddess energy, and uh, there, there are some amazing... Um, Aspects of this number thirteen that I'm sure we could talk about some other time mm-hmm. in more depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for those of you who are familiar with the Fibonacci series, it's in that series of numbers as well. And um, there, there's some really beautiful knowledge to unpack mm-hmm. around that. Yeah. To understand, I think, more fully our human experience here. And,
1: and you know, I think if the entire planet could understand <coughs> how the full moon is, mm. then like there'd be an immense amount of peace Mm -hmm. because everybody would be acknowledging the full moon Mm -hmm. Mm. and its powers and, you know, honoring the full moon and also taking that time to let things go, issues Mm. go, whatever's bothering them, or take a salt bath to, like, cleanse their energy or any type of ritual that they can find to do around the full moon just to get back into that scunnel, like, that peace. You know, enjoy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that the planet would totally, it'd be a different vibration and frequency. Yeah. Be happy.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Salt baths are a great idea. I'll mention mm-hmm. something about salt baths in yeah. just a minute. And I want to, I want to take a, a second to remind our audience that this is the Why on Earth Community's Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series, and we are in central New York at the Waterfall House at the Three Sisters Sovereignty Project, and uh, we're visiting with Gawoni Jock, uh, Fallon Jacobs, and Tiffany Cook, and uh, talking about what's getting underway here with the project. And I want to take a moment to thank all of the sponsors that make this series possible through the Why on Earth community. And on that note of the joy and peace, we, through the Why on Earth community, we are doing community mobilization work uh, throughout the country and throughout society. and We focus on soil regeneration and climate action. And we have a third leg, which is culture of kindness. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that we each as individuals are cultivating this peace, this joy, this kindness with everything we're doing. And uh, uh, it's a lot of folks who are making this work possible. And I want to just give a special shout out to Patagonia, Pepurium uh, beauty counter, Earth Coast Productions, the Lidge Family Foundation, the International Society of Sustainability Professionals, and of course, Waylay Waters, which is the handcrafted bathing salt, soaking salt hemp infused, uh, aromatherapy that uh, are are just a beautiful medicine, a beautiful way to help yourself uh, relax after a long day or uh, recover from some aches and pains or whatever it might be, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, really wonderful and we, we have some special links with Beauty Counter and Purium. If you go to the whyonearth.org website and you want to purchase uh, from those companies using the whyonearth link or code, uh, some of those proceeds will come back and support the nonprofit. And of course, Waylay Waters, not everyone knows, I make these by hand and uh, if, if you want to get involved with our monthly membership program at a certain level you can uh, sign up for our monthly uh, Waylay Waters uh, salt bath program and get those mailed to you on a regular monthly Mm -hmm. basis. Um, And I want to also just remind you to go to threesistersproject.org to learn more about the Three Sisters Sovereignty Project and to get involved in support with your financial um, contributions to the project which is through GoFundMe.com uh slash f slash three sisters saw of sov at the end there and um wow i I, i'm just i'm i'm so thrilled about everything that's getting underway here and i'm really excited we've got this opportunity to sit and visit a bit with with our audience and get some more folks involved with what's happening and um uh i'm wondering uh, tiffany if uh, you're thinking about, you know, here we are heading into the winter months, and when you're thinking about coming back uh, through the springtime mm-hmm. and what's going to be happening here, what what do you envision that is maybe most exciting or brings you most joy about what you foresee next year?
4: Um, I really just can't wait to get the gardens going.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, yeah, and have all the kids here for the summer and working in it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to sing our songs,
0: yes. our seed songs. Yes. Yes, absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know after hunter moon, soon comes <coughs> one of my favorites, I think, the rest moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I like that idea. Yeah. And The oh,
2: hibernation
4: moon. Yeah, the hibernation yeah, moon. Yeah, that's the one that gets me.
0: It's coming up. <laughs> and then soon after that is the planting moon, right? Mm-hmm. The, the The activities of the soil, of course, is very active in the winter, and mm-hmm. it's not too far off now that... Uh, getting some of those seeds started right
4: yep i'll plant a lot inside and get them started probably like february
0: yeah so right around the corner mm-hmm. yeah yeah beautiful and i'm wondering before we wrap up our conversation for today mm-hmm. is there anything else any of you would like to share with our audience about the project about your work about your vision for the future
1: the project's awesome Go fund me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um well, I just think that we're just at a beautiful maybe uh a beautiful point um where you know we're looking we're looking to move forward with the project um just to help heal the people um in our future really, and it, it's not it doesn't have to be so specific we're very friendly people, and we're very open, you know so if any if visitors or anyone who wants to come and learn more or stuff like that like we're always open to that. Mm. Mhm. Beautiful. I'm just looking forward to bringing our people back and bringing them home
2: and um just being able to get reconnected and you know just just to be able to um find that missing piece to their puzzle and really um because for for a lot of us, you know, we we don't know like we don't know that places like this exist or that we even have an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to come back, you know,
1: and like um unf- well, yeah, because before like we we've we've had we've had some history, right? Traumatic history. Even yeah. and even if we had wanted to build a larger village somewhere, then we'd have to. Um, we'd have to just reclaim the land like, and there's a lot of fighting and sometimes we're just tired of fighting mm-hmm. we don't want to fight we don't want to have to fight for everything that we have just to be able to breathe mm-hmm. you know and so now when we have beautiful opportunities like this thank you Bethany mm-hmm. um, that it's just very uh, I can't there's not really any words to put to that like yeah. how much respect or how grateful I am that there's this opportunity to be able to build something beautiful uh, for the people.
0: And yeah. I, l- I love how others in the community right around here with mm-hmm. European ancestry mm-hmm. are stepping up and helping mm-hmm. out and saying, hey, we've got some land we mm-hmm. can make available. I yeah. mean, it's it's absolutely beautiful yep. how people are responding. It yeah.
1: It's yeah. almost um, like it uh, takes a moment to process. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It does, especially because of, you know, what we've been through and what it Mm -hmm. normally takes for us to, you know, want to do something like this, you know, where we are really used to having to fight. Like that's even being back home and and every day we have to fight for who we are and fight for what we believe in and we're constantly fighting Mm -hmm. in that fight or fight mode, you know.
0: That really gets in the way of the joy and peace thing I've noticed yeah it for, does. Me, for me you, you, know? <laughs> you, you want
1: to use your energy to create or build yeah. or you know manifest or in a helpful way you don't want to have to change your energy to have to fight to yeah. you know and so there's like two different there's many different ways you could use your energy and why not use why not spend your mm. your time or your essence um, during your younger years to Put in the work at that time and um, create and build, right? Yes,
0: yeah. And
1: really, it's just, it's just like that in acquisition because, uh, like, the population's growing and the land is not growing yes. and the land is sick there. Yeah. And so, like, the people, you know, mm. it's just Naturally people are, are multiplying people. sick too.
0: Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I absolutely admire the courage. Mm that each of you shows and your leadership. And from my perspective, it's, it's, it's a real uh, humble honor to have an opportunity to be a part of this in a small way and to help share the story of what you're doing. And I, I know there are a lot of folks in our Why on Earth community living in lots of different places who, as I've mentioned just a little about this project, are so excited to hear about it. And I know there are a lot of folks who will want to hear more mm-hmm. as things are developing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, just a, a, a big, huge thank you uh, for doing what you're doing. And uh, thank you for taking the time to visit with us and share, mm-hmm. share a bit with us.
2: Can you say that?
0: Yeah.
2: Say it. What is it? Nya'wat Goa. Goa. That's a big
0: thank you. Nya'wat <laughs> <laughs> Goa. Yeah. Goa. <laughs> And uh, I'm also lear- learning a few words, slowly but surely, and I know the short way to say goodbye, but maybe before we sign off, we could say a little bit of a, a blessing or a longer goodbye uh, in in the Mohawk language, if you guys would like to.
1: Or till next time. Yeah. Well,
2: when we say ana, that means goodbye. Okay. Um... We also say Onagi wahe, Like I'll see you later, you know.
3: Onagi wahe.
2: Yeah. Um our goodbye is pretty short. But when we wanna when we know we're gonna see you again, maybe later, today, tomorrow. Yeah. Onagi wahe. Onagi wahe. Mm-hmm.
0: And how do we say thank you for all of your support?
2: Um nyawakua. Um new goa, you know, like that yeah. that, that yeah. word Go. really speaks yeah. you know, a lot.
0: cool. beautiful. Well, before we sign off, is there anything you guys would like to say?
1: I already said what I wanted to say. Mhm. No, I'm
2: I'm just really um excited to really get the ball rolling and get right into this and um I just want the people to really know that, you know, there's another, there's a place. Because a lot of people are in, it's starting to, to, uh, like, what are we gonna do? You know, a lot of people are Mm -hmm. asking themselves, what am I gonna do, what are we gonna do? You know, so I just can't wait to
1: let them know that there's a place, you know. With lots of medicine and pine and, Clean water and fresh air. A
0: lot of deer. Yeah. yeah. And Tiffany, anything you want to say?
4: Um, I think basically we're planting the seed for our future. Yeah. It's like people that plant a tree never ever get to enjoy the shade of that tree. They're Mm. planting it for our future, Mm. our future grandchildren
2: great-grandchildren mm-hmm. and really we're um, mm-hmm. we're just you know um, fulfilling our our responsibilities as, as mothers, mm-hmm. as caretakers of the land um, you know we're doing what this is what we're supposed to be doing
3: mm-hmm. you know?
0: beautiful alright well thank you so much and yeah. Uh, yeah, well, with that, we'll, we'll sign off for now. So goodbye,
2: everybody.
5: The Why on Earth Community Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series is hosted by Aaron William Perry, author, thought leader, and executive consultant. The podcast and video recordings are made possible by the generous support of people like you. To sign up as a daily, weekly, or monthly supporter, please visit whyonearth.org support. Support packages start at just $1 per month. The podcast series is also sponsored by several corporate and organization sponsors. You can get discounts on their products and services using the code whyonearth, all one word with a Y. These sponsors are listed on the whyonearth.org support page.